Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Alex from Comic Book Club. Tonight's live show guest was Nicole Osto, the author of Archie Comics Riverdale Season 3, as well as Scholastics Riverdale The Day Before, and the upcoming Riverdale Get Out of Town, as well as many other awesome books. Unfortunately, due to a file error, we lost the first chunk of the show. So what you're coming in on now is the very tail end of the interview, then going to the stack, and then McColl answers some questions from the audience, uh, which you'll see later on. Um, unfortunately, we did miss a lot of great info that she gave about her career, about behind the scenes on the book. Uh, but suffice to say, the rest of the podcast is pretty good, too, so stick with it. And, of course, check out Riverdale Season 3 from Archie Comics. The first issue just hit. It's great. It has two stories in it. Uh, and you can pick up Riverdale the day before on stands right now, as well as many, many upcoming Riverdale books from McCall Osto. As we cut in, she's just told us about another book that she has that's probably coming out next year called Slay Like a Girl, which is a book about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, here's a very funny joke about mixing Riverdale and Buffy. I think it would take for Buffy to sort out everything in Riverdale, like a day tops. <laughs> well, it's not paranormal, unfortunately, no, so true. she can't do very much about it. She'd stab the Gargoyle King and they'd be like, oh, that's a human. Yeah, no, Faith would Sorry, stab everybody. the Gargoyle King, and Buffy yeah. would get really distressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, check out all of that stuff, and we're going to move on to our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Yeah. And in The Stack, we talk about a couple of other comics that came out we this do. week. We'll we kick do. it off with one of Pete's favorite books here on the show, Murder Falcon, number six yes. from Image Comics. Pass it over your way if you want to take a look. Uh, Pete, you want to talk about this book? You're not wearing your Murder Falcon shirt today. Oh, my God. I forgot. Oh, oh, I'm Go horrible. home. Get the shirt. I'm Everybody horrible. hang out here. Yeah, yeah. Guys, Nobody look, move. Just an hour each way. It'll be fine. Uh, yes. Oh, man. I, you just uh, completely uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to kicked me in the nuts and then said talk about it. Um, 
So yeah, we're, what's great about this right now is we're kind of really getting the scope of what uh, you know they're trying to do when it comes to the evil monsters that are attacking. Can I give Earth. you a rundown of the book? Please do. Read it. So uh, you yeah. like to give me an opportunity every time, and then I blow it. And I then know. You say, I know. What day? Recap it. <laughs> <laughs> you you just I say what do you think, Pete? And then you go into like, well, it's pretty cool, and it's cool because it's cool, cool and yeah. the cool things are cool, yeah. and it just uh, okay. So Murder Falcon. The idea of the book is that you don't have to show it off if you don't want to. Uh, Myrtle Falcon, uh, there's a dude who plays guitar. He was super sad, and then he finds he can summon a falcon with a robotic arm, a cybernetic arm, uh, to fight evil with his guitar. He's slowly building a band back together to fight demons from another dimension, again, with his guitar. Uh, the thing that's With the music of metal. With the music. Uh, the thing that's amazing about this series, it's by Daniel Warren. Johnson. He's the creator, artist, writer. Uh, the art is gorgeous in this book. The creatures are gorgeous and it takes time between all the metal insanity to really dig into the characters. Yeah, that's the nice thing is it's yeah. got a lot of heart. A lot of like really sad, powerful, amazing moments in between the ridiculous, like over-the-top metal moments. <laughs> and this We're, issue in particular is very over-the-top and yeah, very metal. Uh, yeah, uh, there's like somebody throws like a skull uh, like microphone and this woman like screams into the mic and then like this giant wolf head appears and just it's just awesome it's it's a super a lot of fun I am I do want to spoil the last page just because I thought it was so good yeah so they're in big trouble because of these monsters the band is all to back together and then a dude in a broken down uh, boat holding a violin shows up and says my name is Shohi Taka Takahashi I'm with the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra I'm here to help that's an amazing, yeah. ridiculous cliffhanger <laughs> like, for a comic book. Yeah, just when you think, all right, we've got all the instruments we need. Oh, no. No. Yeah, Here comes yeah. the Tokyo Philharmonic Yeah, Orchestra. they're going to tear the roof off. It's absolutely wonderful. Definitely pick yeah. it up. Uh, let's move to another one of Pete's favorites, X-23, number 10, from mm. Marvel Comics, if you want to take a look. Uh, what do you think about this book, Pete? I think it's cool because it's cool and it's cool. Uh, <laughs> no, but what I like about X-23 is, um, you know, it's kind of a fun take on Wolverine where we really deal with a lot of the heart of matters, and it deals with friendship and loyalty, and it's, uh, it's really kind of a, a great kind of take on a character that's been around for a really long time. So X-23 is a female clone of Wolverine. There are several other clones of her running around, including her friend Gabby, who is a smaller, happier version of her. Uh, they encountered another one who has these cybernetic enhancements, and Gabby is trying to be friends with her. By the end of this issue, spoiler, she does manage to get through. They have a heroic, very sad ending. Uh, it's very sweet. It's yeah. very well written. The art's really good. Uh, the pre previous X-23 series by Tom Taylor was surprisingly character-driven, uh, given you have a character who has claws coming out of their hands. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I believe this is by Mariko Tamaki, is uh, hitting it exactly the same way. Yeah, they picked right up, which is great. Sometimes when you you know, change creative teams, it can really change the tone of it, but they've really been doing a great job of keeping it going. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Uh, last one we're going to talk about. I uh, don't have a print copy, but I'll mention it anyway. Uh, Justice League Dark from DC Comics. Pete, have you been enjoying this book? 
Nope. This is your pick. Great. What okay. the hell is going on? <laughs> it's a dude talking to a helmet for a lot of the issue. Sure. It's a magic helmet, though. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, this book is absolutely bananas insane. It's the <laughs> magic heroes in the DC universe. They're dealing with a bunch of different things, including demons from another dimension called the other kind that are eating all of magic. In the background, uh, the helmet, the helmet of fate, has spawned a bunch of different other people called the Lords of Order. And what they want to do is they also want to eliminate magic, but basically because it's too reckless and too wild. So the heroes, uh, the magic heroes, again, which include a monkey with a sword, are stuck in the middle of absolutely everything. And there's a thing that happens halfway through this issue. I... I'm not the hugest fan of Etrigan, the demon yeah. who rhymes in the DC universe, mm-hmm. but there's a moment that happens in the middle where this is a huge spoiler, but the Lords of Order are like, well, this is too messy. This whole demon who turns into a man thing, let's clean that up. And they rip him apart. Yeah, they rip him in half and it's heartbreaking. It's terrifying. Like yeah. the amount of danger that J.M.'s Tyne in the Fourth, who's the author of the book, puts in here for characters that normally you would not care about at all is absolutely fantastic. That's why yeah. I like the book. Peter. Yeah, it's a, it's a little confusing. There's a lot going on, but yeah, in the heart of it, it it's kind of crazy. I also like how the uh, monkey or chimp is just like, hey, next time uh, you know, Wonder Woman wants to go off on a solo venture, can we just tell her no and be nice <laughs> about it? Because we could use her here. Yeah, yeah. She, she's off on her own place and everything absolutely goes horribly. Yeah. So there you go. Definitely pick up those books and that's it for the stack. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. All right, we're we're going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. <laughs> and I think you know what to do here. If you've got a question for our amazing guest, you can ask it. If you have a question for all of us, you can ask it. And uh, Pete's going to give you some free comics. Also, feel free if somebody wants to try to take the cypher quiz. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, That's Zalvin's secret quiz. Uh, thank you for mentioning the secret quiz that we have. Uh, for the past uh, several weeks and months, we've had a uh, secret Punisher quiz that was happening that Pete ran, uh, the eventual prize was a backpack. Was that what it was? A very nice backpack. Yes, it was a very nice backpack. he is very happy with. Yes, the John one, which is so amazing. So don't try to fucking be like, it's no, no, just no, a not. backpack. All I'm saying is, if there was a secret quiz, we wouldn't want to talk about the secret quiz. Right, Pete? Oh, okay, fine. Okay, if there was another one. We'll see what happens. Uh, we have a question over here. What's your name? What's your question, sir? My name is Kevin, and... Oops, sorry. I actually probably read a lot of those early Buffy books. Uh, Thank you. You talked about adapting um, television versus a movie. You said you did the Mean Girls novelization. Are there differences? Well, first, uh, between doing a straight novelization versus, you know, expanding the universe, um, you know, the different challenges in that, or just between a movie where you have the set and the television series, which is ongoing. I I mean, the obvious difference between a novelization and an original novel is having to come up with an entire story on your own. I mean, for Mean Girls, for me, um, in in a lot of ways, it was arguably easier than writing a Riverdale novel because the whole story is there. But I did also want to make sure to try and work in different points of view. You know, obviously, the movie is told from Katie's point of view. And in the book, I got a chance to be in everyone's head. It turns out I'm really good at writing Gretchen Wieners, which, again, is really concerning. That and Jughead, those are like my spirit animals. Um, so I think, you know, I think with, with novelizations, they can feel a little bit... Um, a little bit more automatic when you're writing them because you're, you know, you literally have a script to work from and the challenge is to try and find little uh, 
little beats to bring it alive. Uh, whereas when you're writing a, an original story, you know, you go through all the labor pains that you would go through with any other novel. You know, especially I find that Riverdale is really challenging because they need to have these really intense mysteries that are really heavily plotted and have a lot of um, really deliberate pacing. So for me, that's the challenge with something like Riverdale. And then also making sure that everyone's favorite characters get enough representation and that they get... Um, that they get well represented, you know, that they're true to themselves, like how they are on the TV show that you're doing, you're doing right by them, and also that they're getting enough screen time, so to speak, page time. Cool. cool. There you go. You're going to get some free comics. Do we have another question? Absolutely anybody about anything. Yes, you, sir. Hi, I'm John. Um, hey, John. Do you ever... Hi. Do you ever uh, feel like the impulse um, to correct what you see as maybe uh, a wrong or an injustice done in a show with your work? That's a good question. No, I mean, it sounds really supercilious, but the fact is, like, this is is a job, and it's an amazing job, and I'm so lucky to do this for a living and not have to do anything that I don't want to do. And so, and I, as a writer, um, again, this sounds really precious, but I really respect how hard it is to create stories and create worlds. And so even if, first of all, I'll never, ever speak out against a property that I'm working on, even if I have my own opinions, which I promise you, I always have opinions. <laughs> I have tons of opinions. But, you know, they're, they're my family, they're my employment, they're my livelihood. So I'm never going to shit talk, you know, the hand that feeds me. Um, but then also there's just the fact that like, it's really hard. That first season of Riverdale was absolute perfection. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how he did it, but he did, you know, so the mere fact that it exists, like he's a genius. And, you know, if anything else in any way, you know, can't quite replicate that, it's like, that's because, you know, it's really, really hard to write a sublime story and more important than whether or not every single other story um, stacks up to that ideal is the fact that he was able to achieve that in the first place. And mm-hmm. and that's just one, that's just me using one example. But that's, I think, how I feel about storytelling in general is like, I'll never speak out against someone's work because it's so hard and it's so rare that someone gets it perfect from point A to point Z. But really, Kevin deserves a steady boyfriend, right? <laughs> That's what you're getting. At. I mean, there's a lot of things that I would love to see, but um, but it's not my show. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's definitely things I would love to see. Like, but that's what that's what fanfic is for. Well, let, let me ask you that, and maybe this is a loaded question, but in your mind, what is the difference between fanfic and a media tie-in, other than obviously getting paid for one versus the other? Well, I mean, getting paid is a really big part of it. Um, I guess fanfic is that you're writing because you have a connection to the material and you want to see certain things realized, um, and that's that's great. I mean, why not? But for me, it's more... I'm not writing it for myself. I'm writing it for, for the audience, and I'm writing it for the people who create the show. So I see myself as really being like... Um, just one arm in a bigger machine where I really think fanfic is something that you do for yourself. Cool. Uh, other questions? We can take one or two more. Yes, you, sir. Come on down over here. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Pablo. Hello. Hey, Pablo. Uh, hello, Keith. Um, 
If the producers ever brought a brought an Archie comic character into the show, would would you would you would you appreciate it or would you not? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? If the producers, well, if they bring an Archie character in, I mean, say like someone new, yeah, someone new or someone from the comics. Oh, new car- new characters are always great. I mean, anytime you throw someone new into the mix, it's just a new opportunity to tell a different story. Uh, I mean, speaking of other stories, and I don't know if you can talk about this, but there's a lot of other shows that the world is expanding into. There's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is coming back for the second part. Katie Keene is filming right here in New York right now. Um, Do you have any thoughts about what you might want to do with those properties and all? Uh, Well, Sabrina is actually being written by Sarah Reese Brennan, who's another scholastic author who's incredibly talented. So I think those books are going to be amazing, and you should keep an eye out. Um, Katie Keene, I don't know what the plans are, um, but it's going to be Josie, right? Like, we're going to get to see more Josie. So I'm excited about that. I'm sad she's leaving Riverdale, but I'm glad she's not leaving, leaving. Are there any other Archie Comics properties that you would love to see turn into shows or love to see turn into novels or anything like that? I would love to see all of the Archie horror adapted. That would be my dream, and I would love to write those books. Um, I think that those are amazing. And then maybe there is space for this, and maybe someone's planning it right now, but I would love to see something that's just Betty and Veronica, like a very feminist spinoff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, any more questions? Anybody? Boothman's got a question. Ooh, Ooh Boothman! Hit Booth us up. Prime. Um, Archie's kind of a classic comic character that made its way to TV and is now back in the comics. Just to flip it on its head, what would be a fun classic TV character that would make for a fun comic book? Hmm. Like one that isn't already in a comic book. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, any answers for that, Pete? Classic TV character that you would want to see in a comic book Hmm. that isn't currently in a comic book. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the the only thing I'm thinking of, like, I don't know if they translate, right? Like, uh, just... All in the family? Yeah. I was thinking 227. Uh, But, uh, you know, like, would Seinfeld be funny in a comic book? I don't know. It's just them sitting around. I don't know if there's enough action in that, you know? Uh, a team, um, I, I don't, I'm sure, sure they made an A team comic book. Yeah, I yeah. love that Seinfeld was your first thought and A team was your second thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm old. Uh, Nicole, you got uh, any thoughts about that one? May I, Knight Rider? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when you said A team, that's what I thought of. So yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Like it, uh, Boothman. You're gonna get some free comics. Anybody else? No. All right. That's it for your audience questions. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars. Of course, that's in a gift card to Midtown Comics, because if you had $25, you would go to Midtown Comics and get some comics. So who would like 25 free dollars? A simple, yes, you first hand up guy. All right. Come on down. Please, come over here. Yeah, so you want to uh, stand over there and take right Alex's here. microphone. Sir, what is your name? I'm Drew. Drew, audience, audience, Drew. 
Okay, Drew, how this is going to work is I'm going to ask you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right. $25 is yours, okay? Great. So uh, today's trivia is just on uh, topical comic news, all right? So here we go. Question number one. The DC Zoom project, Diana, Princess of the Amazon, will focus on Diana at what age? Is it A, 11, B, 18, or is it C, 42? So you could go with A. A, 11. You are correct, sir. Well done. Well done. Here we go. Question number two. Uh, Chris Claremont, Larry Hama, and Blink are teaming up to tell stories in the June one-shot Wolverine Exit Wounds. Who is the third writer? Is it A, Jason Aaron, B, Sam Keith, wouldn't that be cool, or is it C, Sam Rockwell? So it's either A, Jason Aaron, don't pick it, or it's B. Obviously, Sam Keith. Sam Keith. Well done, sir. Well done. Here we go. Last question. Don't get cocky. It's going to get rocky. All right, here we go. What is the name of the new Silver Surfer series written by Donnie Cates and artist Trad Moore? Is it A, Silver Surfer Black, B, Surf No More, or is it C, Marvin the Paranoid Robot? So it's either A, if you would like $25, or you could pick something else. I'm going to go with A. A is correct, $25. Congratulations, sir. Fantastic work. Uh, now, as we all know, inside of that trivia quiz is a secret second trivia quiz. That's right. Uh, the third answers always equal up to something. Uh, do you want to repeat them for people? So it's 42, Sam Rockwell, and Marvin the Paranoid Robot. Oh, that's an do easy you- one. Uh, yeah, uh, you, sir, what is the secret pattern here? It's a Tricard's Guide. Yeah, it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy of the Movie. That is correct. Great quiz, Pete. Great quiz. Hey, hey, you know, you didn't do anything, so (laughs) shut the fuck up. All right, fair enough. Uh, Guys, as we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to Bitterroot number 5, Sanford Green Project. That dude can draw... Uh, anything and I will be there and uh, BPRD The Devil You Know number 14 anything about that book you want to plug well as we talked about a couple times uh, you know uh, they're slowly kind of uh, trying to win back the earth and uh, I'm hoping they do it I think they will. Oh, wow. We'll see what happens. That's bold of you to predict. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man Life Story number one is coming out from Marvel Comics. This is a project. This is a project. (laughs) This is a product from uh, Chip Zdarsky is the writer and uh, Mark Bakley is the uh, artist on the book. I figured that out. Nice. Uh, And the idea is what if Spider-Man aged in real time? So this one picks up four years after he started being Spider-Man in the middle of the Vietnam not more. It's Is gonna it going to go old all the way to present day? I think so. So he's going to be mad old by yeah, the time he's going to be speak. crazy old. You know? Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really interesting project. If you want to hear a review of that, check out our Stack podcast, which is also in the Comic Book Club feed every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. McCall, plug your stuff again. What should people be checking out? So the Riverdale prequel is out now. That's called The Day Before. And Get Out of Town, which is, thank you, which is book number two, will be out in, I think, June this summer, summer reading. Um, 
And the first comic came out last week, right? The Riverdale season three, volume one came out last week. And the next one, you knew when the next one was coming out. Oh, I I don't know. You don't remember? Still like three weeks. (laughs) Right. So in a few weeks, the second one will be out. There's also um, an original story coming out for free comic book day. So... All right, cool. definitely check out all of that stuff. A couple of things before we go. The show is free to come see and free to listen to, but it does cost us a little bit of money to do. If you'd like to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a bunch more podcasts you can check out at comicbookclublive.com. Riverdale After Dark, as mentioned, goes up every week after Riverdale airs. We also have a Deadly Class podcast called Deadly Cast uh, that's going to be wrapping up this week for yeah. the season one finale, Man, yeah. the ABC series finale. Well, have to see don't don't say that, man. Come it's on. It's definitely I just Rick Remender's it. doing a hell of a I just job. Just canceled on that. it. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> You're I a have dick. that power. You're a dick. Sorry about that. Uh, a couple of other ones. We also have an American Gods podcast called American Godcast that is ongoing, and uh, so so many more. <laughs> Too many podcasts. You guys, I'm very tired. Yeah. Uh, Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Nicole for being on yeah. the show. Yeah. Booth Man Prime. Booth Man Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Really appreciate it.